This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. It is game one, boys and girls. What is up? The Bostonian versus the book and the Boston Celtics are in the NBA Finals. The book is back after a day off with the family. He is Dave Sherapan. I am Matt Perold. Thank you for watching, listening, everything we're doing. Sports Grid TV, what is up? We're live on YouTube and on Twitter at Boston versus the book on Twitter to follow the show. Dave, how are you? How was the time with the fam? Is there basketball today? I forgot. <laughs> there's basketball today? I've been so focused on some other stuff. And, and there's College World Series softball on the whole day. I, 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 you have to say thank you, right? I put that on the rundown. There's, I saw that. There's baseball Where all day. The Pirates just beat the Dodgers three games in a row as $3 dogs. I forgot there was basketball today. Man, oh, man. Hockey? Huh. The day with the family was good. It's a long day. 800 kids in a graduating class. Um, Where did you graduate high school? It, when you graduated high school, what was the auditorium like? What was the, what was the, where, where'd you go? Uh, our commencement was outside at the football stadium with folding chairs. We had 200 and, 273 people in my graduating class. Um, and it didn't rain in Pittsburgh. I mean, every, you know, everybody's like, is it going to rain? Is it not going to rain? You, you think that every day yeah. when you wake up. So it didn't rain when mine was, mine was great, but it was brief. Like, when you look at it as a parent, you look at it differently, right? It's a milestone. It's just, it's that as a kid, you're gone, you're way up, you're gone. I mean, I got to go, I got to put this cap and gown on. What am I doing? Can't wait to get out of here. And as a parent, you sit there and you listen to the, you know, pomp and circumstance and you listen to the speeches. You're actually listening to the speeches. When you're a kid, you're like, who's, who's talking? And when is this going to be over? Yeah. So changes the whole perspective, but. I mean, the hardest decision we had was trying to decide where to go eat after. And um, it's a big choice. Huh. It's a big meal. It's supposed to be just another meal, but yeah. you know, it's 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 hard. And then I mean, the whole people <clears throat> with me was it was all women. Oh. Trying to get them to decide. Yep. I mean, it almost ended up in a war. We ended up getting pizza. Oh, I, right. you know, I just right. it's just one of those things. Sometimes you just boil it down to the easiest choice. Just make it simple. Sometimes it's, you got to do that in a book too. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you just boil it down to the easiest choice. Make that decision. You come all the way down. You're like, all right, I'm just with this pizza. Yeah. Everybody likes pizza. Just make pizza. Nobody yeah. can argue. So we ended up with CPK. Had a nice Nice. Lunch. So that's always good. It was a beautiful. That's a great place. place to go. I love that place. My, my Madeline loves that place. We go there probably once a month. Yeah. It's a great, it's, it's a great spot. California pizza. Cause for, for me, who has the gluten intolerance, intolerance, they, yep. they take care of me. So yep. I, I, I appreciate the CKP, CPK folks. It's, it's good. All right. I'm glad that came out. Are you ever looking at signs? Do you ever look for signs in the universe to tell you about things that might happen every day? All right. Did you know that in 1986? Yep. Movie Top Gun came out in 2022. Top Gun. That was a good year. Yeah. Ooh. Not, not for the Red Sox, but good for the Celtics. 
86 Top Gun hits world changes. Tom Cruise, international superstar. I see it as a nine-year-old influences yeah. me to the point where I'm turning 13. I still looked at going to the air force Academy. Yes. We went directly to our politicians. My father worked on the state house Capitol in Boston, worked for a state Senator. We went through it. We went through all the processes. How would I apply? How would I go? It's in Colorado. What, what do your grades have to be? Blah, blah, blah. Boston Celtics win the championship in 1986. It was great. Top Gun Maverick is the number one movie in the world today. Should be. Apparently it's really good. As the Boston Celtics start their run. Can the Celtics do it again? All these years later, my first championship experience of my life was 1986. Boston Celtics, Larry Bird, LA Lakers, beating the Lakers and winning a championship. Handicap over. Just quit. <laughs> Done. That's it. Show over. Move on. That's it. Move Game. on to the next thing because that's it. Yeah. Why not? Why not? I love it. I haven't seen Maverick yet. I'm excited to watch it. I, I, I have... For the first time in a long time since pre-COVID, I've got movies stacked up that I have to go watch. I'm really kind of annoyed that I've got three movies in the theaters right now that I want to go see, and I got to find time because it's not easy three to get out. Three in the theaters? Yeah, that 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 I really want to go see. So really? I guess two. I guess two that are out. One's in the queue. Yeah, I'm a big Marvel guy. Oh, so stacked up. I have I have yet to see the new Doctor Strange flick. Yeah. So I'm really into that, and then I want to see Maverick, and then I want to see the new Thor flick that's coming. In the, at the end of the month, so I got him lined up. I got him lined up. Already seen the the uh, Doctor Strange. Strange flick, so she wants to go again with me because Ooh. she went with her sisters and her mom. Okay, she, she said it's not the same going to the movies with mom. Whoa, that's a big indictment right there. Uh oh. Well, I get the big icy. You know, okay. I, I let her get the big one. Okay. Like you know, mom still goes. You can't have that big icy. Yeah. I figure we're going to the movie. She's locked in. She gets the big icy. So, okay. you know, I tilted it in my favor. Minus there 120. There you go. But yeah, we're going right. to see that. Together. Now, would you take Madeline to see Top Gun? No. Yeah, I don't think so. No. I mean, just knowing, I don't think I'd take her to see Doctor Strange either because she doesn't know the storyline well enough. She'd be confused as hell. So oh. like, she likes the Marvel stuff, but she doesn't really like the Marvel stuff. Like she didn't get everything that's going on. And I get really like into it. Like I've, I stay until after the credits are over. I watch the, the trailer at the end. Like I do all the, I've seen them all for years and years and years. And I, I'm, I'm very much into it. So I would prefer to go that to go see that alone. And, but I might, that there are some other movies that I've kind of, we've tiptoed and thought about, like, she's been like, it looks kind of cool. Like, okay, maybe she likes Iron Man. She's seen all the Iron Mans. So she likes right. those, but she's mad that he's dead. So she's like, is Iron Man in it? I'm like, no, he's dead. He's like, how does a superhero die? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you guys go through the whole story. Right. <laughs> like it's, it's, a, it's a long process. It's a fair question though. to get that. True. It, it is a fair question. All right. The public is all over the Warriors. Uh, look, 87% of the money and the bets at one book, points bet, all on the Warriors. In your experiences in the book, Dave, when you're having an NBA finals and Raheem Palmer from the ringer is going to be on the program here in, in 20 minutes to continue to break down game one in the series here is how either one of these teams can take the trophy home. But what what's your experience when you're seeing one-way action for, for a finals? Does it normally go the public's way or is it, is it typical where if everyone's going one way, it's better to go the other? I think it varies. There's no one way that it goes usually um, it's typical that it's one-sided 
You know, it's typical. There's one team that's done it before or has more stars, has the star. That's what people bet. You know, there's there's people betting basketball this week and next week that haven't bet basketball all season because it's the finals. So those people are betting Golden State. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, I, again, just be cautious with, with the bet percentages and all that stuff. None of it's, you know, I mean. But I do think the public is heavily on the Warriors, though. I mean, I don't need to worry about the percentage of just knowing what I've seen, knowing what I'm listening in the media. This is, it's not, it's, everyone's predicting a good series, but everyone's taking the Warriors, like everyone. And there's models that we talked about already. That some, there are, the numbers are absolutely in love with the Celtics. The models are all on Boston. And everyone's saying, yeah, numbers suck. Analytics are garbage. Don't listen to it. It's I'm taking Curry. I'm taking the championship caliber team. I'm taking the the three time champs, Steve Kerr. You know, I'm I'm not riding with a 24 year old and Jason Tatum. And I get all those arguments. It's just analytically, the numbers are pointing towards a Boston victory, and no one seems to give a crap about that right now. The numbers guys will have their field day. You know, day in the sun if the Celtics win. They'll just be like, ah, we told you. Nobody believed you. I don't know. Again, it's a tool. I mean, but just the record speaks for itself. They've been they've been the best team in basketball since January. Mm-hmm. It's June, <laughs> right? It's six months. That's, yeah, that's that's pretty good. And they're underdogs because they don't have home court. Heavy underdogs. Okay, yeah. that's fine. It's wild. I mean, I know Sean Lockhart, Papa Bear from Props Arizona, gave out on their pod last night, a bet that I will make as well. And I've been eyeballing it is the Boston Celtics at plus one and a half games and Boston Celtics minus one and a half games, because if the Warriors win, it goes seven and Boston wins, you win both bets. And so I've looked at that and I've thought about that. And I'm in a very unique position. Like we've talked about the fact that I know I'm cashing at least a seven to one ticket or a 10 to one ticket uh-huh. on, on one of these two teams to win. So I'm, I've been way more aggressive in the pre-flop market than I normally would be just knowing cause I, cause I've got that. So I've got some free shots to take and some, some things that are, that, that we, we actually, I've talked about yesterday, but I'll bring it up to you a little bit later on. Um, when I was doing the bet, well, you actually do it now when I was doing the bet prep round table with, Brad Feinberg and I, and we were taking questions and somebody pointed out a bet at FanDuel that was really interesting. Draymond Green averages 7.3 assists per game. And in Uh every game in the month of May, except one, Draymond Green has had five or more assists. You could bet pre-flop at FanDuel. I don't know what it was today, but five to one that Draymond Green will have five or more assists in every game. And as long as he doesn't get chucked out, the Celtics are probably going to let the offense run through Draymond Green. He's going to be passing the basketball a ton for him to get five assists. And so, like, that's a five to one. Brad ran the numbers on just the overall season using the bet prep calculator, and it basically popped it back at an 81% chance that he hits that. He hits five in every game. It was like, oh, so I got involved with that. Like, I normally wouldn't get involved with that, but I got involved with that. Right. I got involved with the series going five games at plus 250. I got involved with the series going six games at plus 190 and then I may come back and take the Boston Celtics at minus one and a half games and plus one and a half games just because I can work off of what I've got with the futures market. So 
this has been a pretty unique. I'm not, I'm not normally in this position. It's, it's been a fun spot to be. In. <laughs> it's great. Um, you can poke around and see some bets at books that trust your gut, you know, when, it, you know, and then use the bet prep calculator, run the numbers and see different things. I saw one in the hockey that we talked about. Will McDavid, Dreisaitl, McKinnon have two plus goals or more? It was minus 130. In the series? In the series. Wow. The final score was 8-6 in the first game. And two of the three scored already. Yeah. So, like, and plus, or three plus goals each was plus 390. Yeah. The books are putting up a lot of stuff to try to get a lot of bets. There's a lot of soft numbers out there. That I mean, that sounds like one of them to me, uh, the Draymond thing. Yeah, five to one. Like, well, I what? mean, plus 500. We're like, ah, uh, okay. So he needs to get either fouled out or he needs to get ejected in my mind for him not to get that number to get the five assists. Well, you can get in foul trouble and end up with four, right? Something like that could happen. But all things being somewhat true to true to plan, I mean, him averaging close to seven, having to get five is still below that number, yet it's okay. So, yeah, I, I again, I think you see a lot when you watch game one of a series. I think, you know, them catching the Celtics like this when they did, them maybe having rushed the rest. You know, we don't know. We don't know. Look at the first games of the series with uh, the Hawks. Warriors, Warriors are 7 and 0 in the game in game one of NBA Finals under Steve Kerr. Boston has lost game one of the last two against Milwaukee and Miami. Yeah. Beat the beat the Nets in game one, swept them. But so I mean, everyone is pointing towards Golden State tonight, but that's a great transition because our guy Sokel Djen went into a deep dive. And I am extraordinarily appreciative of I love all you guys in the brigade. We got Vince who now is using the BVB logo as his avatar in the live chat. That's beautiful. We couldn't appreciate the love and the, and, the, and the hype and the push more. It's awesome to have that be part of your YouTube avatar. But he sent out a tweet that I've been quoting like crazy. The Boston Celtics are 12-0 and 0 ATS this year when the spread is from three and a half to zero on either side. They're 7-17 seven and 17 straight up in games decided by five points or less. They are 50-25. and 25 7-17? Straight up. Games decided by five points or less. They are 50 and 25 when they when the game is decided by six points or more on either side. Boston does not play well in tight games. The line's three and a half. So when they lose, they normally lose going away. When what was they the first win, that though? 12 and 0 ATS with the spread three and a half to a pick this year. Which it is. Mm-hmm. Three and a half right now. They're 14 and one when it's four points on either side. When it's exactly four mm-hmm. or less. Yeah, four on either side. But then you gave me a losing record straight up. So you call for a win, ATS, and lose? Straight I'm up? calling, I'm calling for if Boston, if Boston's gonna cover this number, Boston's gonna win the game outright. Right. Don't take Boston plus three and a half is what I'm saying. Take Boston money. Yeah, line. but they're 12 and 0 in this situation. Okay. So you can do that too. But they're 50 and 25 when games look, they they just don't win tight basketball games. 
They just don't do it. They're bad in tight one possession games. Their games are normally decided by one possession or more. Huh. That's why my head says take the Warriors to win the series. Because I think these games are going to be tight. Throughout the series. Mm-hmm. So I just think the Warriors have that pedigree. I don't see the killer. Steph Curry will miss a shot and not care. He'll miss a game-winning shot. Okay, next time I'll keep back. Jason Tatum's 24 years old, never been on the stage before. If he's missing a game-winning shot, could be tough. Could could really mentally stick with them for the series. Jalen Brown doesn't like taking those shots. We know Marcus Smart loves taking those shots, and he can't hit them. So it's he's 0-5 down the stretch in the last three minutes against the Miami Heat in Game 7. He didn't care. He was jacking like it was nothing. Right. So, so the numbers indicate because like Cole just put it in the chat. He's confused. I'm a little confused too. You said Boston doesn't win close games, but all the numbers indicate that they do. They don't win. They cover close games. Okay. So the point is, if Boston's catching three and a half points and they win, it's not a close game. They've won the game. They cover the number easily. If they win by one and a three and a half point dog spread. That's not a close game. No, it's a close game, but they they're not using the point spread. They've won the game outright. What I'm saying is them losing by two points tonight is probably not going to happen. Okay. So I think it's a point. I think but it's you a just said the games in. were going to be close the whole time. I, I do think they're going to be close. What the hell are you saying? I, no, I'm just saying. I, I took I, a day off. I'm just pointing the numbers the out. I'm saying. just saying. I'm pointing the numbers out. I think these games will be close, right? But okay. the final score is what we're betting on. So okay. a close game, you have late fouls. The game falls five. Right, annoying it falls as hell when you're taking the dog. But if you okay, have a favorite, and, and, it, and then good. it falls right, then it falls outside of three and a half. Yeah, is my point. I'm just saying the point spread. I don't think the point spread is going to factor in tonight. Personally, I look at this. If I was going to bet this side, and I'm not betting a side in this game in game one. If I was going to bet game one, I would bet Boston plus three and a half. Right. Okay. Actually, I'd take Boston money line. To be honest, I would. I wouldn't actually take the points. I'd take Boston money line tonight to win the game. Well, I think you have to do both if you're going to. Okay. You know because. You get paid more on the money line, but if it's a close game and they lose on a last second three or two or whatever, you got the you got the spread covered too. So I'll read you the everything that he put out because this is this is really awesome work by SoCal Dijon. The Celtics are twelve and zero ATS over the last twelve when the line is three and a half points of a pick. They are fourteen and one over the last fifteen when the line is four points of a pick. They're 10 and two ATS in the last 12 against the Golden State Warriors. They're eight and one ATS over the last nine at the Golden State Warriors. And they're nine and one ATS over the last 10 as a dog. Mm. The analytical numbers are screaming Celtics. Well, those aren't analytical numbers. Those are historical numbers. Historical trends. Yeah, those are historical trends. Those aren't have nothing to do with analytics. Well, it's the same thing. It does. It's an analytical breakdown of the line. Where the line is tonight. Okay. That's that's it's throwing around the word analytics. That's not analytics. That's that's look, I mean, it gets an analytical way because it's using numbers, but right. Analytics is Shot selection, time of possession, number of possessions, all that stuff. Um, I don't know. I can't wait to play. I just want to see the I just want to see the damn game. It feels like it's been a week. We've been hearing about it, talking about it, different things like this. I just want to see him play. Uh oh. 
Looks like Matt froze. One day back, Farah, he's frozen. Oh, boy. Raheem Palmer coming in a couple minutes. We'll get that squared away. Boys in the chat, I wore the Pirates stuff today. We'll be on MLB Network a little bit later. Um, Pirates come off a big sweep of the Dodgers and, you know, had to represent. So, oh, I think so. Interesting. Uh, yes, SoCal D10 says, yes, historical trends. Uh, dubs are 21-2 and two in game ones under Kerr, 9-2 ATS as home single-digit favorites in game one. That's from Danny. Yeah, I, I understand that. I, I do get that's where the money is going. That's where the audience, that's where the, the public is going. Just I'm not betting aside for this reason because I think there's enough numbers on the other side that I want to watch what Boston's going to do. Uh, I love the fact that the public is betting the total up and it's rising. That's keep on betting it up, betting it up, betting it up. Uh, take the under. We'll get to it in better to book it. But oh, just let the, let the let that number fly, let that number climb, and then we'll come You're in. You're mistakenly saying the public is moving this number. The All right, what I, does it move pub, I, the number ever? Ever. We'll let the pros move the number then as they That's, bet it up. So go ahead, bad guys, do me a favor and bet it up and give me as many points as possible in order for me to be able to bet the you under. You like under, huh? Look yeah. at you. Tonight on this game. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the, Warriors, the Warriors were my third favorite bet on the year during the season on the right. unders at home. Mavericks were one. Cavaliers were two. Warriors were three. Oh. Warriors at home are an underplay. They've been, they've been hit or they've been basically, they went, the, the total went over in four and in three of the five games, uh, or was it three of the last five against Memphis and four and three to the under against Dallas in their series. So it's been pretty much a coin flip for Warriors, but for the Celtics, primarily it's been unders. For our live audience, if you like the Celtics, you can wait. It's going to four. Couple books have already popped up before. Okay, you can wait. It's not going back down. So it's already two fourteen. Todd just said in Iowa from a total. It's two fourteen at a couple places. Yes, sir. Oof. All right. Yes, sir. You can wait on that too. Yeah. Oh no, I will. I will wait on that. That's that's that might be a um as they're taking a court bet. True. Here's how I would play this, guys. I would look if Boston gets at any point during this game, if Boston gets six and a half or more live, take the Celtics. And if the Warriors are catching points going into the fourth quarter, take the Warriors. Right. That's live. Those are the two things I'm looking at. I will fire on both bets. I will try to middle that on both. So if we get six and a half, seven and a half, eight and a half on the Celtics at some point during the game, I will be getting in then. And then if the Celtics have like a five-point lead, six-point lead, eight-point lead, whatever it might be, going into the fourth quarter, the Warriors and the Suns have been incredible. And Steph Curry in the fourth quarter of finals has been one of the best players in NBA finals history in the fourth quarter. He's been really good just in general in his life in the fourth right. quarter. The Warriors have been really good this season in the fourth quarter. Steph Curry about the Celtics for the series. Like, they haven't been great in the fourth quarter at times. Nope. <laughs> Even in wins, they no. feel like you know they feel like you're holding on a little too much. It's a roller coaster because they're holding on. They don't have it. They're 24 and 24. I mean, they're babies. Not supposed to be here. I mean, to have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum being their top two players, they're not supposed to be here. So 
they got to learn. I mean, that's why my heart says you, I, I mean, I want the Boston Celtics to win this thing. I would love to see them win it, but I'm not going to be jumping up and down and go like, Oh, they blew it because I think all the pressures on the warriors. Cause this Celtics team, they got to learn how to, they're ahead of schedule. They weren't supposed to be here this year. First year head coach, baby stars up against, you know, a, a Mount Rushmore talent and Steph Curry without home court deck is stacked against Boston. If they win this this year, Look out for Jason Tatum's career as to what this Expectations. I mean, you know, and this before discuss it before the results so nobody can accuse us. What has this done for expectations for Boston and for Celtics? I mean, oh, it's because you, you're realistic. You just yeah. said it. They're babies. They weren't supposed to be here. And they are. And right. the numbers indicate they've been the best team of basketball since January. Win or lose, is this repeatable? And is this set to stand? Or does this is this the Knights getting to the finals quicker than expected? And now next year they're the favorite or co-favorite to win the East? I mean, look, this is Boston. Okay. We've talked about this. <laughs> this is 19 final appearances in the last 22 years. So oh, the, what the, I even the, asked this question for. Go ahead. Sir. Well, okay. So the bar is always championship. You got 17 <laughs> banners hanging in the rafters. Okay. <laughs> Losing this gets forgotten. Okay, losing this is just a move off. This is not this is not memorable. Uh, going to the finals is about going and winning the finals. So uh, it doesn't change the expectation at all. The expectation is always to win the finals. So that's the bar. That's the pressure. And Tatum will be compared if he he had lost his three previous Eastern Conference finals. And he's 24 years old. So he wins this at 24. Okay, but if he loses it, more the expectation is. He'll be back at some point. More scar tissue. No yeah. doubt. And, then, and I think there's levels to this. I think there is yeah. a progression that, uh, you know, you, you're not just handed this in the NBA. You have to get there and, and, and yeah. where the warts and the cuts and the burns of what do you do wrong? And I want to know, does Jason Tatum, if he's going to wear the Kobe Bryant, you know, armband, I, I would like to see him play a little Mamba mentality, Kobe Bryant type killer in the fourth quarter. I'm okay with, you know, I, I'm okay with, with, with having him, you know, take the basketball out and pass. I'm okay with him doing um, more team oriented stuff, but it's a significant issue to me that Marcus smart shot as much as he did in the final three minutes of game seven. That concerns me. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, He's not the guy I want with the basketball in his hands. And, you know, JJ Reddick said this morning on ESPN sports center, I think he's right. It's like, you know, in that game, he was open for a reason. Spolstra right. Spolstra just said, okay, Marcus Smart, you want to end my season? Go ahead. You can end my season. Right. But, but just keep shooting. <laughs> yep. Just here's the ball. Like all you know, no Tatum, no Brown. Just hey Marcus, you want a jacket? All you, my friend. You missed out, you missed all five shots. And it's one of those two, like you know, Spolstra was saying, when he gets the ball back up, let him shoot the three. Don't, don't, you know, stay close, but don't get, let him shoot. Let him get the ball. Don't let Tatum or Brown get the ball. Mm -hmm. And coach, man, this is going to be really, this is, this is the thing. Like the in-game adjustments are so important in this situation. And you're talking about a guy with all these rings and all the tools, all the pieces with Golden State against a guy who's earned his spot and has done a great job first time in his spot. I it's 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 going to be I can't wait to see it. I can't. 
We'll get to Raheem Palmer from the from the ringer here in just one second, who has a new gig, new podcast, and a great basketball mind to break down game one just in, in one second. But I want to talk quickly about I'm very curious if it's 95-95, game one, Celtics have the ball. Who's taking the shot tonight for Boston? Wait, say this again. What's the situation? It's 95-95, final possession. Sounds like a way under game, but okay. Boston's taking the shot. They've got the ball to win tonight. Who is the play getting drawn up for, for Boston? It's either give it to Tatum and get out of the way, or use Tatum as the decoy or try to get everybody to think it's going to him and give it to Brown. That's what I think. I think there is a – the public – or the voters, I should say, will never give Jalen Brown the MVP if Boston wins. It's Tatum or Curry. Like, just like any betting on anybody else, I think it's insanity. But if Boston's going to win this series, your second scenario has to play out. He's going to win a game. He's he has going to, be the to guy. win a game. He may not have to hit a game winning shot. He's going to have to win a game. There's one way or the other. I, there's no, there's no other path. There, he has to do it. I think he's the only guy live in that, in that MVP market other than those two. Curry and Tatum is Brown. Yeah. I mean, he, we haven't seen a Jalen Brown game yet in the postseason where it's like, whoa, where did that come from? I thought we did uh, against Milwaukee. Didn't he have a game where he scored 40? 35, turned the ball over. Um, yeah, the turnovers get glossed over. Nine man. turnovers I think he had in that game. Oh, yeah, yeah. No it was good. really bad. No it was good. He was really, really bad. So, Al uh, Horford. Al Horford is the only right answer. <laughs> boy, can you imagine if Al Horford wins the and the NBA Finals MVP? Or just hits a game winner. Just hits a game winner. I'm so happy for him. Played the oh. most playoff games in NBA history without a Finals appearance. The dude finally gets to put a Finals uniform on tonight. It's it, it's so cool. It's cool. All right, Matt, you can bring up our boy Raheem Palmer whenever you have a chance to join, have him join in from the ringer. He great basketball mind, great betting mind, and a guy that I love bringing on. Yes, Raheem, Matt, and Dave, what is up? First question is the new gig. How are things at the ringer? Life is good. Damn, I'm, I got an echo, but um, life is good. I can't complain more. So, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to kill that echo. Sometimes it happens when you come in and come out, we get echoes. So hopefully Matt in the behind can kill it for you. But so just the the opportunity that you have now, I mean, the, you're working for Bill, for Bill Simmons now, my guy. You, you can't be picking against the Celtics now. Like you, oh. you, got, you got the boss who's going to be bleeding oh. green here. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can pick whoever <laughs> I want, but. In this series, I happen to like this. All right, let's do the model. Tell me about the model. Tell me about the model. That's, that, was, that was my question. Raheem, good to see you, brother. Uh, looking good as always. Good to see you too. Listen, he's talking about the model. He's talking about people with models and all this other stuff. I mean, you're in the game. I mean, you're in the game now. I mean, it's you were in the game before, but I know you're looking at this stuff. I know you're watching this stuff. Tell us why you and the model like the Celtics. Okay, first things first, when you look at the net rating of these teams, oh my God, this echo's killing me. <laughs> try well, try look one at ear. Net- try pull one ear off. That's what, that's what I do. Okay. There you go. It can help you. It can help you. When you look at the net rating of these teams, 
basically the, the Celtics have the best net rating in the league, and they've had that since February. And they have the best net rating in the playoffs as well. The Warriors are second. And for me, it comes down to the defense. So the defense of the Celtics has been so good that they're overwhelmingly favorites. So it's just like by, by most people's models. Now, for me, I have the Warriors as a pick them in their home games. And on their role games, I have Celtics minus three and a half. That seems like the number for most games. Dave and I have talked about kind of the rinse and repeat with the sports books. Don't you feel like most of these games are going to have a three and a half point home favorite when it comes to maybe all seven games when we go seven? Yeah, I think that's that's probably what you're going to see. You're going to see the Warriors minus three and a half probably for games one and two. I think, of course, it depends on if they win or lose because the Warriors lose. You'll see that go up to four or five with people, you know, looking to chase with chase with the Warriors and then game three, the Celtics will probably be favorites. So, Raheem, there's a lot of talk, too, about the total tonight. And there's been a huge move from the opening number, which, again, sometimes the opening number is just bad. I thought it was too low. I saw 210 and a half, and I said number should probably be 215, which it looks like it may end up being. Do you feel strongly about the total in game one and then maybe going forward what should people look for in this series as far as the total goes? I personally don't feel strongly about the total. Um, I actually don't have a play on the total at all. I think the thing that you're seeing with these two teams is that you're looking at two of the best defensive teams in the league. So it's tough for me just because I do think early on in the series, the Celtics are going to struggle to defend this Warriors team with all the motion and all the cuts and everything like that. When you look at the Warriors in their game ones, I mean, they're lighting teams up. <laughs> like I think in, in their offensive rating at home, they, they have a 120 offensive rating at home. And oh. like I say, for game ones, they, they put up an offensive rating of 120. So it's like I expect the Warriors to be able to score efficiently. Um, the Celtics, I do think the total is probably a little bit low for game one. But I think as this series goes on, I think the Celtics are going to be able to take the, the Warriors into the mud. That's where I am. And that's why I'm, and I hate to bring in referees, but I am, I mean, Scott Foster and Tony brothers have both been assigned to, to work this series. And I will watch when the NBA decides to deploy either one of those guys to referee. And I will be looking at the dog whenever Scott Foster is going to be placed (laughs) into this series. But do you think this game gets refereed closely or are they going to let the guys play? Because Boston is not just taller than the Warriors. They are much bigger and stronger than the Warriors across the board. Marcus Smart's going to outweigh Steph Curry by 30 pounds. Robert Williams is going to dominate over Kevin Looney. You've got Clay Thompson, who's not a physical presence by any means, and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are both extremely long defenders who will use their body to push around an, a, a, an offensive player. Do you think this game gets refereed tightly in game one, or could the refs let the whistle kind of stick in the pocket and let the guys play? I think for game one, they're going to they're going to officiate it tightly. It's just there's no way in the world Golden State at home is not going to get those calls. So I think as the series goes on, you're going to see like the same thing that we saw in 2016 when the Cavs were able to hold and pull Steph Curry coming off those screens. I think we'll see that eventually. But for game one, I think it's not going it's going to be as free flowing with guys being as physical. Raheem, everybody's talking about, you know, the big three for Golden State with it being, you know, Steph, Clay, and Draymond. And in Boston, it's Brown and Tatum. Who can we look for or who you looking for in the series? Because you know it always takes 
a whole team to win these championships. What's a guy maybe on each team or somebody that maybe people you know looking to bet maybe their props over or someone's going to be unexpected have a role in this series in deciding it. You got anybody in mind off the top of your head? Oh, yeah, I got a couple guys in mind. I think Jordan Poole early on, you want to take his props early on over. Like, I like him over 15 and a half points tonight. When you look at the Warriors, they're 9 and 1 when he scores 15 points or more. Now, he's going to be key on both sides of the ball because, look, we all know he can light it up. Like, in the game against the Celtics this year, he put up 29 points, three assists, two rebounds, and Throughout the first three games of the series with the Warriors, he's been averaging 24 points per game. And then after that, you start to see that his his averages go down because he can't defend. So the Celtics are going to be trying to hunt him off the floor because he can't guard anybody. So he's going to he if he can stay on the floor, that's going to be key for the Warriors. And of course, the Celtics are going to try to hunt him off the floor. Now, the other end of the floor, I think Marcus Smart is the key to this series, like hands down, like. Offensively the, or defensively? Both. Oh, boy. And look, he's going to be the one chasing Steph Curry around. When you look at Marcus Smart throughout the postseason, I mean, this guy has been a terror on the defensive end of the floor. Like, like I mean, like I forget the numbers. Uh, here it is. Opponents have scored 43 points on 83 possessions. That's 0.52 points per possession when Marcus Smart is defending the ball handler or switching. Steph Curry is shooting just 29% for the floor and when Marcus Smart is the closest defender. So he's key on the defensive end of the floor. Can he limit Steph Curry's shots? Can he keep him less efficient? But also on the other end of the floor, they're going to be leaving him wide open. Like you guys said earlier on, Marcus Smart is open for a reason. Marcus Smart will continue to be open for a reason. Do we want and him shooting the ball their- over him? Huh? Do we want him shooting the ball? He's going to get those opportunities. He's going to get some wide-open looks. Same with Derek White. Derek White, he's going to get wide-open looks, too. So they're going to have – D. White the ball. Pounded. Marcus passed D. White the ball. I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't mind taking a flyer for Marcus Smart to win MVP. What? Well, what's the number on that? <laughs> like 45 I, to 1. I didn't even I mean, I wouldn't put a lot of it – I wouldn't put a lot of money on it. Right. But he's that key. He could have – Look, historically, the Stars won these awards. Yeah. But he could easily have the same series that Andre Iguodala had in 2015. Oh, How about that? Wow. And that, I mean, that's the one thing Steph has not yet won. It won is an MVP award, but you have... I think I about mean, it. Andre Iguodala, he got the MVP because he guarded LeBron James and he hit open jumpers. What does Smart, Marcus Smart have to do? He has to do the same thing. It's true. I mean, and the thing about wow. Marcus Smart that I think is really underrated is that he can get hot from the outside. I mean, he can hit threes. He's worked really hard. And I've made the point to Dave Raheem that I think Marcus Smart won the defensive player of the year this year, not because of his defense, which has been great for years, but because he finally played offense and people took notice and they started to watch yeah. him defensively after going, oh, we're we scoring 10, 15 points a game. Now I'm watching him on the other side, and it's like, hey, damn, he can really defend. So he had to be a more well-rounded player to actually win the Defensive Player of the Year award and actually play on both ends. And now he is hitting shots. If he plays well, and this is where, you know, if you're the Warriors, who are you going to guard Marcus Smart with if he's hot? And then if Boston puts in Derek White, who has been great off the bench coming into that shooter's role, 
that's where there's, I think there's just a really nice advantage. If you can get points out of that position consistently, that's tough. Cause you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are going to get theirs. Yeah. I, like, honestly, and it's, it's so funny. Like, I don't know if you guys remember a couple of years ago, Red Van Vliet had a baby in the midway through the playoffs and he couldn't miss in the series against Milwaukee. And then in the final, that's what's happening with Derek White right now. So <laughs> true. <laughs> it, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's, he's an unbelievable story. He's been a great pickup for, for, for Boston and, and just his, his role, his shooting threes has been just so clutch for them coming off the bench. And he, I think he's a monster factor in this game. What do you make of the health of Robert Williams? Because time Lord's ability to affect the rim, protect the rim and clean and clog up the paint for this cutting offense for the warriors. I, I really think that knee of his is a monster concern of mine. That was a, it's a huge concern. I mean, cause he's a guy who, look, when you look at the warriors, what do they like to do? They like to go small and then kind of, play you off the floor, play your bigs off the floor while still out-rebounding. Like, being able to rebound and then protect the paint is going to be huge. That's something that the Mavericks couldn't do. So, I think if Robert Williams isn't healthy, Horford's got to be the guy. And Horford is getting older, and you can kind of see he's starting to wear down a little bit. So, that is a concern for me. All right, Raheem. Last one for me before I get it back to Matt. Um, Where are you at right now? Where are you living? You're I'm in, in Philly. You're in Philly. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to move for the ringer deal, right? You're staying nah, in Philly? No, nah, no. I, I, I mean, same thing with action. I just work from wherever. Just work from wherever you're at. Okay. Uh, you said you like the Celtics. Okay, that's fine. We'll, we'll worry about getting picks and all this stuff. How many games is this series going? All right. This is, this is what we got to look at because a lot of times there's bets available. You know, there's scenarios, Boston in six, Golden State in seven, different things where you give yourself options. And I think we got a lot of people new to the show that are always looking for options. So how does this series play out in your mind as far as like number of games? We're not seeing a sweep. I think we can rule that out. Yeah, that's not happening. What do you think happens? I got Boston at six. So they win at home. They win the series at home. Yeah. What's the what's the scenario that that doesn't happen? Is it Golden State in five, Golden State in six, or Golden State in seven? Golden State in seven. Okay, okay. So you see it being a long series. I think Matt and I are in agreement. I, I keep telling people on, on this show, other shows that I'm doing. I think this is going to be a competitive series. There's some people that think it's Warriors in five. Like the, the Boston's going to get one home game, and the Golden State's going to win all three home games. I don't see that. Do you? I'm going to be honest with you. I wanted to take the Celtics in five. Ooh. We talked about it, Dave. That That's the model. The model is the most value bet going into this series is Boston in five. It's it's literally, you could get it nine to one. I mean, I mean th- th- that is the value play that the models are playing out. The most value, if you want to bet a team to win in a certain number of games, is Boston in five. There's two reasons why I'm not doing it. And it's because the Celtics aren't healthy. They're coming off multiple game sevens. And I've written extensively about this. But teams coming off a seven-game series, they're 32 and 51. That's 38.5% in game one of the following series, like in in game one. So if you faded them in game one, you'll be hitting almost 62% of the time. Then if you take that a step further, teams who come off a seven-game series, they're 36 and 47. That's 43% straight up in the following series altogether. So playing a seven-game series is kind of 
it really impacts your chances of winning the following series. Mm-hmm. And with these guys banged up, it's it's tough for me to say the Celtics are going to just you know close them out in five. But I do I like the Warriors for Game One, like period. And then I think after that I'm going to be looking to play the Celtics. I didn't play the Celtics yet because I think they're going to lose Game One. I'm going to try to get a better number after that. I agree with you. I think it goes game one, Warriors, game two, Boston. Boston takes games three and four at home, game five to the Warriors, game six to Boston. That's how I can see that series playing out. Boston is tremendous after a loss. I'm with you. Boston has not lost. I've been, I think Golden State wins game one tonight, and then I think Boston turns around and wins game two, and then the series will really get interesting. One quick prop question for you. We talked a lot about Marcus Smart on Steph Curry, shooting for Steph Curry, Last night, his total was 27 and a half points. I took the under on Steph Curry for points tonight. It may climb up a bit because the total is climbing, so you make it a better number on that prop. But what do you make of Curry tonight and Boston's ability to keep him under 28, 29 points? I think I'm struggling with this one just because if you go back through some of the clips in like the first game where Steph Curry played, they lost Steph Curry a bunch. And with them coming off this seven-game series, and I think the one thing that we've seen consistently throughout the playoffs with the Warriors is that teams struggle with all the off-ball cutting and all the movement and everything like that. So I don't want to play a Curry under now, but I'm not mad at that because I do think if there's anybody equipped to slow down Curry, it's it's Marcus Martin, it's this um, Celtics team, and then he can beat you with his assists. So mm-hmm. if you're going to play his under, you might as well add his assist props as well. Yeah, it's a fair point. And we'll get you out here on this. So our audience is called the BVB Brigade. we got this very active live chat going on. So they have now nicknamed you Raheem the Dream. And they're not going to, they've just announced the Dream. That they've just announced that they're going to nickname every guest that comes on the show from here on out. So that's a new all BB. in love. All in love. All love. Not a derogatory it's nickname. It's a no. good nickname. So, no, I'm and, not mad at it. And Raheem has the Reyes gloves that are in back of him. So I talked to him on Twitter yesterday. I said, I give him big props. I'm a, I'm a glove snob myself. So I'm always looking at people brand and what are you using for gloves? What's on, what's on the, on the, on the mitts. It matters to me. What, what's on the fist to protect the knuckles. How is the boxing going? Final question. How, how, how are the workouts? How, how, how are things? And are you actually, when you're tweeting about actually wanting to fight, are you potentially thinking about fighting? Well, you know, I tore my calf back in February. Oh. So it's just like I was out of commission for like a, a while. Like I, I was I planning I was planning to come out to Vegas for um Bet Bash too. Right. And I couldn't even make it. I, I could barely walk for like the whole month of March. Oh wow. So it's just like I, I got cleared, I say three weeks ago, and now I'm finally getting back into the swing of it, getting in the gym with my trainer. But um we'll see. Give me a song. <laughs> Give me a song or two. I know oh. you're a music guy too. Give me a song to put in the playlist that's bumping right now. Give me something. What's it? What's Shoot. what's in your when you're doing the stuff? You gotta have you do it to music. I mean, you gotta be all over this. Give me something. Shoot. I mean, I, I like old school stuff. I'm I'm, I'm kind of watched right now. I haven't DJed in quite some time, but you know, I'm playing Biggie and Jay Z and Thank you know that's stuff all I got. like that. That's all I got in mind. That's it. Yeah, that's what I'm playing. Like, shoot, I think right now in Spotify. Um, I got dead presidents going. Jay-Z. Oh, good movie. <laughs> good movie. Very cool. Raheem, man, enjoy the games tonight. Great to see you. Congrats on the new gig from The Ringer. If folks want to listen to the pod, where can they listen to it? When's it drop they for you guys at The Ringer? The Ringer Gambling Pod. So I'll be on there like three, four times a week. I think we're going to be doing some Spotify lives. Um, I don't know if you guys saw me getting into it with Kevin Durant. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I forgot to ask that. What the? How the hell did that happen? 
Yeah, tell so this story because you, you were going back with Durant for literally like 10 minutes. So Draymond Green, you know, he does his podcast. Yeah. And he was talking about the 2017 finals and how, you know, tremendous Kevin Durant was. And they were talking about why Steph Curry doesn't have a, a finals MVP because he's doubled so much. And he was like, yo, Steph Curry is being trapped and doubled like seven more times, seven times more than Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant tweeted, oh, I – I didn't see that from my view. And for me, that's like, it was so egregious because it's just like, yo, you were allowed to go one-on-one. So I responded with the Jay-Z lyric. Um, from my view, you was a ballerina. I got your pictures. I seen you. And then I posted a gift <laughs> of, <laughs> of Kevin Durant getting a wide open dunk as two players ran to Steph Curry. So I guess that must have pissed him off. And he was like, um, you saw me cooking. And I was like, yeah, I did see you cooking. But you were you weren't playing on all Madden. You were on rookie mode. So he's just going back and forth with me, and he's like, "It was kind of sad to me because it's just like he's one of the greatest players of all time." But you could see his insecurity because he's literally in my mentions, like, "Yo, I'm a good player. I'm an all star. I'm like Kev. I'm a washed up DJ retired. You do not have to validate your Hall of Fame career to me. All I'm saying is that you made." life easy for yourself by playing next to Steph Curry. You can't deny that. You joined a 73 win team. What do you expect? And he just was going off. So it's it was the eight million five hundred and fifty five thousand number of times why I say Twitter being free is insane. That application yeah. at times oh. being free is nuts that I could watch Raheem Palmer go back and forth with Kevin Durant to validate <laughs> his career and the MVP campaign for Steph Curry. I was like watching the whole thing glued to my phone going, what the hell am I watching right now? Like, how am I actually watching this exchange going down? And you were making very valid points and he was arguing with you aggressively. Like he was trying to put his resume. We could, we could, we could jump on a podcast and we can handle this like men and talk it out. You know what I'm saying? I give him a fair shake and everything like that, but he didn't respond back, but we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm going to speak it into what existed. We're going to get a Kevin Durant, Raheem Palmer interview at some point. Oh, do that up. That would Let's be, go. And get Draymond on with you. All three of you guys go at it. would be an incredible conversation. That's really cool. Thank you for reminding me about that for sure. Yes, no Raheem, doubt. thank you for all. Thanks for coming on for all the time. Congrats on the success. We'll be listening to you guys, watching you guys at the ringer. Enjoy game one tonight. No doubt. We're going to get up this summer too. Cause I'm, I'm going to come out there and sign up for the um, circus super contest. Everything like that. Oh, for sure. Hopefully Dave, I can meet you in person too. Yeah. If I get to Philly before then I'm, I'm hitting you up too. Definitely, definitely hit me up. And, and good luck to yourself. I know I know you think they're babies, but I, I, I think you give them a little less credit than they deserve. They got a lot of experience going to the Eastern Conference Finals. The NBA is a young man's league, so I think it's Tatum time. Let's do it. Tatum. Let's do it. I'm all in, my friend. <laughs> Get the duck boat ready. Warm up the duck no boat. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> he is Raheem Palmer, host of The Ringer, <laughs> joining us here on the Bostonian versus the book. Great stuff with him here before game one of the NBA finals here tonight. Great stuff with him. I love that the BVB Brigade is going to do nicknames here for our guys, uh, for our, our our guests. That's that's an awesome idea. So appreciate the guys enjoying that conversation. And I'm really happy for Raheem. I mean, it's, it's a great spot. But hey, making some friends. You're working for Bill Simmons now. Pick the Celtics. Not, not a bad move. <laughs> N- not a bad career move. All right, let's talk some hockey. Last night, well, the Rangers did not do what I thought they were going to do to Vasilevsky and company. I thought it would be a slow-paced anti-Western Conference finals game in the East. Looked like the West last night, Dave. Game flies over. Rangers stomp the lightning. Rust? Or are the Rangers just this hot? 
I didn't see the game, um, but I saw the highlights. Uh, I mean, rust is real. Mm. It's real. Um, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I again, I got to see it to 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 get my real feel for it. I'm not discounting the lightning yet. Um, but I mean, I bet the Rangers before the series started to win the cup. So I mean, this is right. a team that can my my text to you after the first game in the Western Conference Final, which I watched until it was like I thought seven four was over, yep. and I had to go to practice and do some stuff, and then I saw the final score was eight six, and I was like, "Geez!" And it, I mean, Edmonton had a legit shot to actually come back and and get within a goal. Neither one of the Western Conference teams, I think, is winning the Stanley Cup. That's wow. my that's my takeaway from that. Know a little more about the East after I, I got the game recorded. I'll watch it tonight after everybody goes to bed and actually kind of look at it and analyze it. But over hits, over. Wait, I mean, I lost two bets. I lost three bets in that game. I bet no goal in the first 10 minutes, goal scored in the first three. I've been under five and a half. But under six and a half, game flew over six two. Yeah, killed me last night. I, I, that I had one game, got everybody. I crushed game one yeah. in the Western Conference Finals. I hit five bets on or four bets on that game. I right. missed three bets last night on the East, so I yeah. gave it right, gave it right back, and I was stunned by it. I, I kept on waiting for Vasilevsky, and that's the next question. Vasilevsky, as we know, is seventeen and zero after a loss in the postseason. Seventeen and zero. We coming back? Is it a Vasilevsky play here? Yes. Tampa minus one thirty four. Yes, yes. It's not even. There's no hesitation. Yeah, you, take you it now to. before it moves. Um, oh, is that what it is? Let me yep. check this. Line. Vandal this morning minus one thirty four, which you would go like, "Wow, game two. The books are making you pay for it on the road in a game two in See, a must it's win. Only, it's only minus one twenty here in town. Oh, okay. Minus 125 and a couple other places. So that 134 is, that's a little bit. Uh, Aggressive? A little bit, a little bit. But you know the way people are going to bet it. So um, that makes sense. I don't know. I think I might. See, Fandle's actually been been the lead in hockey lines. Like they've been, they've been getting ahead of moves and plays, and I don't know if it's they, they they're taking it a, a stance, or they're just having somebody bet them significant amounts of money before they're betting it somewhere else. But their lines have been ahead. I'm playing Tampa. There's not, I mean, there's not. Tampa's going to win game two. They don't have to win game two to win the series, though. Don't. That's not like mm. the home team's supposed to win. Most the, the price time. is one. The price is even money on Tampa right now. Down one zero. If they lose game two, what's the price go to? Plus one fifty. More. Wow. Yeah, be two. It'd probably be two to one. Whew. Minus one seventy five or more. Um, on the Rangers, when, you know, because when you look at it, Tampa's got to win four of the next five games. That's that's a lot. And then mm. they go and win both home games, and you're like, wait a second, it's two, two. We're back to the original price. This is this is what's gonna happen. We saw it happen with the Carolina series, right? Mm-hmm. 
this is not going to be an easy series. This is not, you know, and it's four and oh. The Rangers are four and oh against them this Kappa. season. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's and they haven't been close matchups. Games games haven't been close. They had and game one fell right to that. That's why I think um I mean, I want Tampa to win to kind of know that the series is going to be extended because if the Rangers win both games and now we go to Tampa and a puck bounces the wrong way and Rangers win game three, it's over. Mm-hmm. It's done. Mm-hmm. I mean, a four in a row with a team you haven't beaten yet, it's over. Mm-hmm. So I think we got to see a different way of playing um, a little bit in game two. And again, I'm going to watch it and see. It has to be physical. Was game one physical? Yeah, not really. No, that's, that's, I mean, it was more, uh, it was more open shots for the Rangers and the, and the forwards for Tampa, not blocking the shot and getting into the passing lanes. It was as open when you watch it, you'll be really surprised. The game was as open as any game in the West has been. Really? It was wide open. It was back and forth, up and down. Stamkos had a crazy goal to tie the game. I mean, just up tempo fast Rangers scored Tampa answered Rangers scored Tampa answered, but then Tampa couldn't hold a line and they gave up goal, 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 goal. Just it, right. the, the avalanche just started on them. And I felt like in the third period, they just punted. They just were like, forget it. We don't need this game. It's game one, whatever move on. That happens too. That, 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 that happens. They're a veteran team and they know it's going to be a long series. And then get game two. Like, okay, we, we lost game one. We're now back in it. We rested for a long time. We didn't play for several days. This team was coming off a seven-game series, winning on the road. The, look, I think MSG is a big weapon right now. I think there's a there's a, there's a a feel in that arena that this is their time. And Gerard Gallant did this in year one with the, the Vegas Golden Knights. He just, he we talked about it yesterday or two days ago. His voice, his, his messages, his, you know, whatever you want to call it, coaching style, gets wears thin for a while. But in the beginning, out of the first couple of years, he speaks like golden words right into these guys' hearts. And they go out there and play their asses off for Gerard Gallant in these big moments. Right. So Rangers are dangerous. I mean, I, I we talked about it with Jeff Davis from Circus Sports about the power play being the big weapon in five on five, their big, you know, their big detriment. They were better five on five than Tampa last night. They were better than Tampa five on five. Wow. Yeah. Which is not something I would have said leading into this series. I thought, yeah, forget it. That's never going to happen. And that's, that's exactly what happened. Right. Uh, game two tonight in Colorado. The total opened at seven minus 125 at Circus Sports. It has now gone to seven and a half everywhere. Do we see an eight? Have you seen a, a, a finals <laughs> conference, Stanley Cup, or Eastern Western Conference total be eight ever? Never. Never. I've never seen a playoff game be seven ever, but I don't remember there being totals, um, you know, back in the late eighties, there should have been, but I don't remember late eighties and early nineties. There, there were totals. No. Uh, should there be maybe what if tonight goes over again? The books, you put, the books are going to turtle. I mean, they're going to get annihilated tonight if this game goes over. Uh, nobody's getting annihilated on a hockey game in the Western Conference Finals. Relax. They're lucky. The books are lucky the Eastern, that the NBA Finals starts tonight, so the, the handle will be 
down. This is true. This okay. is gonna. This hurts handle. Yes. This, this. It's a shame. This happens because the hockey has been so good the whole time, and then it becomes an afterthought. The nights of the NBA Finals play. It's just. It's just. It's. Yep. It happens every single year. And so it's Colorado. It's Edmonton. I mean, it's it's two ah, Western it's, Conference teams. It, exactly. So it's, it's it's Golden State and the Celtics. There's no. Yeah. <laughs> This it's is all NBA. Doesn't final. matter how good McDavid is. None of that matters. McKinnon, who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, Goalie issue is a big problem for me if I'm Colorado. I mean, Kemper may not play. I know. So you're going to get a backup goaltender. They're minus money to win the cup now without a goalie. Yep. What? I mean, this game goes over. This is Oilers team total. This is Oilers money line. The, the Oilers are as live as could be. Yeah, right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just write it off. Look, Mike, meaning Mike Smith, we lost 9-6 to Calgary in the first game. We won the next four. Don't worry about it. I got you out of there so you didn't see too too many more shots. Let's yes, go win it right. tonight. Let's yeah. go. That's easy. Yeah. That's, that's an easy. Just That's the only reason, the only hesitation I had. I bet seven. We'll get to better to book it later. But I got. I bet seven on the Oilers are on the game over tonight because I didn't want to go to seven and a half. Because a part of me feels like the Oilers can win this game 4-2 tonight. And this game goes under. Correct. So that's my, that's, I like the Oilers money line. Oilers over three and a half goals was plus money last night. So I love that. I think Dreisaitl and the McDavid line, I think they go to work tonight. And I think you got a backup goaltender who could be shaky. And if Kemper plays, how healthy is he going to be? I mean, I, I think Edmonton is incredibly live tonight. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I don't think we'll see an eight, no matter what happens. They, I mean, six and a half over with the juice, and it flew over. Yeah, or you know, a, a book or two was seven with under being juiced, and then yeah. we talked about it. Fourteen goals. If I was in a book, I'd say just use seven and let them bet under till their heart desire. We make a big score. Now you see the reaction. Everybody's seven with over way juiced because people are betting over. So, all right, now you want to go over seven. You're going to lay 30. There's probably guys like Davis or, you know, from Circa and guys that are hockey guys that are sitting here going, I can't believe this. It's hard because mm-hmm. it's just, it's not done before. Westgate's at seven and a half. <laughs> Who else did you say is at seven? Everyone's at seven and a half. I mean, I, I haven't seen us. Are there sevens left on the board? Let's see. I thought the world was at seven and a half right now. And the whole world's seven. Oh, okay. So can we throw, people have it over 30. Okay. Westgate's so at seven and a half is the only one that I see on my odd screen. Okay. Um, That's so that they're not, they haven't hit yet. Might be. No, that they were at, I think that they were, maybe, yeah, they're at seven and a half. Um, I, I get why people are betting under because seven and a half is so ridiculous from a total perspective that the sharp guys are just going to come in and say, okay, there's no way. But game two of the last series at Calgary went over as well. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. the idea of this game seven is under such is, a key number with the four, three, right. And then, you know, the five, two possibilities. So that's still a high scoring game. I mean, six, two to get to over is not, I mean, that's, but the problem is these open net goals that are so consistent that if yeah. it's five, two, yeah. six, two is really possible. We saw a six, two last night, open net goal. I mean, just, it's what happens. You just are pulling the goalie with two or three minutes in, no matter how many goals were down. Right. So, I mean, losing 6-2 to 5-2, what the hell's the difference? These teams don't care. <laughs> Books care, but nobody else does. So, 
it's an interesting look right now in terms of where we are tonight. I don't know how you bet under. I mean, under eight, eight, I would, that's the number you have to give me for me to bet the under. It's, it's, you give me eight. Okay. I'll, I'll bet the under, under to under. Otherwise, no, I'm not betting the eight. Uh, okay. Interesting story popped up from our friends at covers.com. And Adam Chernoff wrote this. It's another story about gamblers unfortunately getting taken advantage of. I'm not going to go through the entire article, but this is a story that I would recommend people going to covers.com to read because I think it's captivated the audience, the attention of the sports gambling public. We've seen many bookmakers, David Pernum, others who have been tweeting about it and talking about it quite a bit. It's essentially involving a, uh, a CFL bet and having problems trying to get down and having a book essentially having a free role. But as more stories like this pop up, Dave, and as we see more, you know, gambling media have this happen to them. It's not just somebody coming, raising their hand, sending a DM to you saying, Hey, is this right? This book did this to me. Am I ever going to get my way? Am I ever going to get a, a gambling bill of rights for players? No, no, just not going to happen. There's no, there's no incentive to do it. There's no, I mean, there should be a rather than <clears throat> rather than that, there should be a minimum standards for, set for books. Well, that would, minimum but yeah, but, but, but that would be yeah, that would be written to protect the player. That would be okay. I mean, I don't need it to yeah. be what I'm calling it. I just need protections to be placed on a player so there is a, a level playing field for when someone walks in, they understand what they're going to be, be betting into. What's what's the yeah, parameter? Never going to happen. It's just it, you know because to be like yeah, you don't don't have to bet, but I mean. You talk about it like go back in the day with cigarettes. I mean, they made the cigarette companies put the label on there. This this product causes cancer. Right. You know, at some point they're going to have to say to the books, look, <laughs> parlay's loose. You have to say it. Okay, but let's play that analogy out. Okay. That analogy yeah. is a good analogy. The tobacco companies put the label on after being sued for hundreds of millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. They got eviscerated. They, until, they wouldn't have done it until then. Correct. So my point is, when does the when does the class action lawsuit come down in one of the major books? When it's really somebody that has a lot of money to fight the fight. Yeah. When it's in a state that it's going to matter, you know, it has to be in New York. It has to right. be in with a lot of eyeballs on it. Oh yeah, it has to, to. It might get to that point. It might that might be the the tipping point where it's like, look, you're in bed with all these gambling companies there's sports books they're, they're, they're trying to get people in this casino business mm-hmm. like on their phones and stuff i mean it's that's what's happening in europe that's what's happening in the uk the government is now imposing a lot of things on books making them set limits for people's deposits a number of times you can do it in a certain amount of time period they're trying because the books went too far they're going to go too far here, too. The advertising has to already start to be limited sometimes. There's a lot of things, I think, that are going to come down the pike very quickly where players are going to be like, I'm going somewhere else. And the problem is where they're going. Yeah, okay, where are they going? It's the, They're not going to another book. It's They're going to do the black market. Of course. They're going to an illegal market, which is the whole point of legalization. Where they were stop, anyway. Yeah, where they were anyway. The whole point of legalization was to stop that from happening. But they don't have any protection, protections there either. But it's almost like they are more comfortable walking into a black market knowing that 
than going into a regulated market where they felt like they were going to be protected and they're not. And they're Look angry. At the poker. Look at just poker for an analogy. Still a lot of underground poker rooms. You've been in them. I've yep. been in them. Yep. Seen them. A lot of people have been. Um, they still exist. You know, the rake's different. The play is different. Everybody, the credit's you, different. You play, play in credit. <laughs> you know what you're getting when you go in those places. Right. The problem right now with this rush to this gold rush that all of this is, is that the rules are constantly changing and they can kind of dictate the rules because they nobody hold them accountable because they don't understand it. Well, that's I the don't problem. know. If- they don't. They don't understand what they're looking at. They don't know what they don't know. It's one of my favorite lines. You don't know what you don't know. And if you're a regulator and your job is to go ahead and pass, you know, sensible taxation laws or talk about unemployment insurance or COVID nineteen regulations, okay, then somebody comes in and sticks this in front of you. This is gibberish. This is like they don't know what in the god name they're looking at and uh-huh. it's like hey by the way just you want to take bets go ahead take bets yeah you need a license go take a license yeah what are you paying me okay that's fine and the books are like great you're not watching you don't understand what we're doing and we can do whatever the hell we want and if you don't like it eh, you're screwed who are you gonna fight who are you gonna go to yeah. I mean, who are you gonna talk to this is the whole thing that happened with it with cannabis right somebody you, you go to a you know, a guy's house, he rips you off. You go to buy an ounce. It's a half an ounce short. You take it. You don't look at it. You don't wait till you get home. Well, who are you going to go to? The cops? Hey, by the way, that guy stole half my money. I, I overpaid for something. Who are you going to? There's no one to go to. There's no one to run to, to talk to. There's no insurance protection or anything that you can do as a player besides going public like this article. Like you get, excuse my language, you get fucked over by a book. <laughs> you, you have to go and write an article on covers.com about getting fucked over by the book. And that's the only way you can do it. And then it gets picked up and people talk about it and they shake their finger at it and say, oh, that's really wrong. And then tomorrow the book does the same thing. To somebody else. To somebody else who doesn't have a platform, who doesn't have a Twitter account, who doesn't have a a writer job to go and write about it, to talk about their horrible experience with an operator. It's it's awful. I mean, it's just, I, I feel horrible for players. I think it's, The only way it changes is if more and more states get legalized and this practice continues and someone has the ability to track it and then come up with a class action lawsuit like they've done, you know, Aaron Brockovich type movies, right? I can already, I was talking to you last night about this. There's movies, you're going to write the book, you know, that's probably going to be based the book off the Dave Sherapan book when he writes it, here's a screenplay, whatever you want to call it, you know, story time from the book. And you're going to go through and you're going to have all these stories about how regulators just rubber stamped all of this to let their constituents get just worked over and there was nobody watching for the player. It was all about money. And it was all about business and smart people looking at loopholes. And the, the scary thing about this is they're not doing anything illegal. It might be Correct. unethical. It might be unethical, but it's not illegal. It's they're doing everything above board. That's the bad part because unethical doesn't always even mean right. True. I mean, this is this is life. There's yep. there's, there's this isn't the only situation this is going on, but right now because we're in this space, we know a lot of people and we see it. I saw it in Vegas. I mean, I saw there were times I would sit at the counter or I'd be on the phone in the risk room and the customer was right. And I would be the only one saying it. And it would be like Wait a sec. If that was you, how pissed off would you be? 
Well, they can go bet somewhere else. <laughs> they should go bet somewhere else, but they should go tell everybody that they're going to bet somewhere else. I used to say it all the time at the counter. Go see the guys over here. Go see the guys over here. They'll they'll give you that bet. You know, I mean, because the goal for the gambler is to get the bet. Like if they want a bet or they want something resolved, they just want an answer. They just want an answer. And you duck the answer and you this or that. So I mean, I see it, I see it from both sides. And when we used to have the gaming control people come in and they would do their checks or their audits or different things. We knew they didn't know a damn thing. They didn't know anything. Even the regulators didn't know anything. Yes. Yeah, that's even bigger a problem. They would come in with a checklist and check this, check that, check this. And we'd be like, why are you even asking these questions? None of this matters. None of it matters. And then, you know, I read the bills. I listen to these people talk at these conventions and these things. And I'm just like, what? What in the world are you people doing? Like, it's not making the business better. That's the frustrating thing because the business is already good. Mm -hmm. and, and you can you can take a lot from it and make it better, progress it. I don't think we're progressing, P. Roll. I think we're getting worse. I think the more that the stock prices tank and the more that the regulators have to pay very high tax rates and large fees to get licenses, the more we're going to see practices like this because they have to answer to stockholders. So that's the problem being a publicly traded company where yep. you're having your leaders on a conference call once a quarter saying, um, yeah, so we lost 95 million this month and we <laughs> projections are good for quarter number three and Two years. Four, but we we do we expect to be profitable in 2025. Yeah, and that's only if California doesn't go legal. If California does go legal, we do anticipate another hundred million dollar loss at least, and if not more. So your stock prices, your dividend payments, the things that you're going to be expecting from us, we're going to try to be profitable at this time, at this date. Yeah. You know, five years from now, we expect to be there. And if someone's holding a hundred thousand shares of that stock, and they're like, ah. Uh, I bought it at 60. It's now 15. That doesn't work for me. And so they have to find ways to be profitable. They got to find ways to, to, to increase cash flow. And the only way you increase cash flow in sports betting is by keeping more of your customers' money. Well, just keep them playing. You got to keep them playing. Right. You have to, you, you, you have, I mean, the continual, um, like rape and pillage mentality on both sides of the counter is I, I got to take it all right. in a week. No, yeah. you don't. We can trade money for six months and then the juice is going to catch up to you from the book's perspective. And a better has to be like, look, I need a place to play. I want to be able to play here all the time. I'm going to win because nobody ever loses that bets. I mean, nobody loses. No, so never. We, no. So we have to keep playing. So rather than try to take it all in a week, why don't I just beat you over the course of a year and just make my plays and make my plays. Instead, I got to make all these moves and I got to take bad numbers and I got to try to. So it works on both sides of the counter. Like, listen, we're going to have back and forth. We're going to have back and you're going to win. I'm going to win. You're going to win. I'm going to win. And it's almost like musical chairs. When the music stops, who got the more, who got the money? All right, you win. Right. That's all. I mean, you know, and, and use us for outs. 
from the book's perspective, I understand why pros, you need as many outs as you can because some books have stuff, some books don't. Some books give you higher limits, some books don't. Some books want to be everything. You can't be everything. Fair. Be, do what you do good and go from there. Uh, Shohei Atani is pitching for the Angels. He's given up three hits, all homers to the Yankees so far oh today. Boy. Yankees three nothing home runs. Cortez, man, has he been good? Carpenter, oh, Cortez, Torres, Carpenter, and Judge have all gone deep. Three nothing Yankees as they go to the they're in the bottom of third oh. right now. So yeah, Yankees uh, eighteen and seven at home. One nine to one yesterday. 35, 34 and fifteen here for the Yankees. They are. A hot, hot team, and Otani is getting rocked, rocked, rocked here tonight. You're wearing the Pirates gear. Pirates sweep the Dodgers. Yes, they did. What is going on? People are broke from that. I mean, especially (laughs) game three, right? I mean, after losing those two, you're like, okay, they're not going to lose all of them. And they did. They lost them all. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's the first time they beat the Dodgers in a series in like a, almost a decade. Um, they sweep them. $3 favorites every day. I mean, this is baseball. This is baseball <laughs> starting in June. The Dodgers have the third best record in baseball. The Pirates run differentials, second worst in baseball, only behind the Tigers. And they put up a five-spot or more again, three straight games against the Dodgers and limit them to less than that. It's fantastic. Now, what will happen is that neither team plays today, right? Right. Out of sight, out of mind. Travel day, back. Let's see. The Dodgers probably go on the road. Pittsburgh goes back home to play Arizona. Oh, the Dodgers stay for a series against the Mets. That's tonight? That's Uh tomorrow. Weekend series, Mets, Dodgers. Maybe they're looking ahead. That's going to be really good playoff like baseball, I think. The way that Mets are playing. And coming off a sweat, getting swept by the Pirates, you know that the Dodgers aren't going to be happy. See, I think, and, and people will carry that over. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what that number is tomorrow. I don't know the pitching matchup, but Dodgers will be favored. Probably, you know, depending on who the pitchers are, anywhere between minus 140, minus 160. Whoa. Really? Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that yeah. seems expensive. Well, I don't know who I don't know who's pitching for the Mets. I mean, there's no there's no right. Scherzer. No Degrom. Who could it be? I don't think it's Carrasco. Really, he pitched. He just pitched. Carrasco just pitched. Okay. So, well, let's see. I got. Well, I closed the probables. I was looking at probables because I'm going on MLB Network in a couple hours. So, uh, we'll have that information. Yeah. I don't know. What do you take away from it? You take away the Pirates are turning the corner. Or you take away that the Dodgers are slumping. What do you, do you take anything away from that? Zero. That's the best answer you could possibly. Just three games in June. Who cares? Move on. <laughs> That's exactly what you need to do. That's what yeah. the book does. Yeah, just, just show means, up. It's another day. Whatever. Rinse, repeat. Put the lines up. It means absolutely nothing. It's just we're going into the dog days. We're just going into the. You're into the. Post Memorial Day, you're into the rhythm routine. Okay, we suck for a couple of days. All right, good for you. Tip your cap. So we, we're, we're fine. Like DraftKings is putting up their lines for Friday. They have they have the Diamondbacks favored at Pittsburgh. Just 
Just wow. so you know. That's <laughs> yeah, but the D-backs have been really good on the road. I know, but D-backs have been good in May. They were good on the road. They were good. But the Pirates so, just swept the Dodgers and yeah. their home dogs to the Diamondbacks. If that doesn't care. tell you anything, right. that's just you know, don't, don't take care. anything from that stuff. Yeah, we'll we're, we'll we'll be we're done with it. Yep. All right. So this is for you. Uh, give the audience, give the BVB Brigade a bet tonight: College World Series, Women's Softball World Series, Oklahoma City. You've been all over the futures. You've been watching this more than anybody else that I know, at least. Is there an option? Is there an angle to play tonight if your book offers it? Oklahoma State. Oklahoma the State. Cowboys. Okay, who are they playing? Oklahoma State. Let me see if I get the line right now. Because Caesars William Hill has had individual games up Whoa. all along. Let's see. Women's softball. Is there any OU Oklahoma State correlation? Like Oklahoma. So Oklahoma. Is the next game? They're minus four fifty against Northwestern. Northwestern's going to throw the grill that they threw against Arizona State to get them there in a super regional. She threw one hundred and seventy nine pitches on Friday, one hundred and nineteen pitches on Saturday, and came back and threw a hundred plus pitches again on Sunday. Did you say one hundred and seventy nine pitches? One hundred and seventy nine pitches. The game went extra innings, and they would not take her out. How many innings did you pitch? Eight, nine. Uh, first game went nine. Nine inning softball game results in 179 pitches. Yeah. Oh it's my. And came back the next day to throw 119. Yeah. Wow. They put her in. They were going to try to rest her because they got the uh they got the game one. So they knew it was going to be a three-game series. Try to rest her. Game got a little bit out of hand. They threw her back in and she ended up pitching four and a half, four and two thirds, I think, or five innings on Saturday. Had her 19 pitches and then pitched again on Sunday. She's pitching. She gives them a chance. The total in the game's nine uh, against Oklahoma. Don't touch the total because Oklahoma could hit four bombs. The game could fly over. Florida's playing Oregon State. <sighs> it's a tough game. Oregon State may be live there. It's minus 180 for Florida. But Oak, Oak State is minus 240 Ooh. against Arizona. Arizona's a great story. We're unranked. They were 100-1 to one to win this whole thing last week. A hundred to one wow. to win the whole thing last week. They made it through the super regional and they're in Oklahoma city. So sometimes those teams that magic carries over, but in a one gamer, the girl that's pitching for Oklahoma state, absolute beast. I mean, Ooh. like they should win that game today. The total in that game is the lowest total of the, of the day. Seven Arizona team total under Oklahoma state wins a game. The only thing only bet I ever made on softball was, was the Olympics when we were going on the unders for you at for team Ooh, USA man did we do good there that yeah. was fantastic yeah. you you would just you just talked about it you tell me what to bet and I bet we did very well yeah what do you lean on unders in Oklahoma City early or do you lean on the overs because it's not tight yet you're not facing elimination well I'm watching this game now this is what I have on here is I'm watching UCLA and, and Texas play right now in this opener Texas hit a grand slam. Whoa. Broke the game open against UCLA. They're going to take down UCLA. It's 7-2. Um, and they were big dogs today. The Big 12, I mean, with Oklahoma being the best team and only losing two games, one or two games all season, has been as good of a conference as the Pac-12. Pac-12 is deeper, mm -hmm. but the top is equal. 
That's why I think Oklahoma State's on the other side of the bracket. This thing could be the final could be Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Wow. And I'm a little biased because I had a future ticket on Oklahoma State. Oh. Just picked one. So that would be okay. We, we, we're trying to get this thing surrounded so we can put ourselves in a position like we did with the Stanley Cup. We're just trying to get it nailed. Um, I can't say unanimously a total yet. We knew the same pitcher was pitching for the U.S. every game in the Olympics. Wait, we Dodgers knew- play tonight? Is that true? Let's go back to- they play tonight? Dodgers play Stevie Mac. Oh, the Mets. Yeah, they play the Mets tonight. Yeah, I scroll ahead. They do. So it's a four game series. It starts tonight. Four game series. It starts tonight. Minus 170. Dodgers. Gonsolin against Walker. Wow. That's interesting. Thank you, Stevie Mac. Appreciate it. Thank you, Stevie Mac. Sorry to interrupt interrupt you. So continue. So so your favorite play of the day is Oklahoma State to win money line? Oklahoma State side. um, I got to see who's pitching. Like we we knew the pitchers in the Olympics. It was the same pitcher every time, right? And and so we could stick with, like they weren't touching her. If this girl pitches every game for Oklahoma State, which depending on how it breaks down and which day, she could pitch every game. It might be under every time they play, except wow. when they play Oklahoma. Oklahoma has Jocelyn Lowe. Uh, this girl hits home runs in her sleep. Let alone the rest of their lineup. There's no break. They're the Yankees. Okay. Of, of college softball, they have home run potential from eight out of the nine spots. Wow! Yeah, they're they have they have big strong hitters that can go the other way. You can't make a mistake; it's just gone. So that game's next. I got to see who's pitching for Oklahoma. That game could fly over. Looks okay. cloudy, but uh, good hitting okay. background there today. I don't know, man. All right, we were going to cool. go next year. I think next year the plan is we're going to this thing nice. or the other. Yeah. Do it up. All right. Time now for the Circa Survivor schedule of the day. The schedule Boy. is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this day today. Look at Bostonian that. versus the book is being brought to you by Circa Sports and the Circa Sports Pro Football Contests. This time, the Survivor, a hefty $6 million payout last year. Survivor returned with some new rules and just as much money on the table. Circa Survivor will now consist of 20 legs during the pro football season. Players cannot pick the same team twice to win. Entries $1,000 max of six entries per player. Entries must be made until September 10th. At 2 p.m., players must be physically in Las Vegas to register with an option of hiring a proxy to enter in your picks during the year. Who will be left standing to claim the $1 million first place prize? This could be you this year with Circa Survivor. For full contest rules and details, log on to circasports.com. Okay, Dave, Tampa Bay, minus 110 both sides, 11 and a half wins for Tampa Bay. Ready to break down this? Tampa Bay. Did you say, did you just do that? Yes, for Tampa Bay. Do you? Don't do that again. (laughs) Let's start with that, please. That's Tampa Bay. That's horrible. That's where they are, the Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 11 and a half. I'm going to tell you this. I think they're going under. Really? Yeah. Opener at Dallas Sunday on Sunday night football. Season opener. On the road. What's the line? Um, the line is week one, Dallas at uh it is two and a half bucks favored. 
Wrong. Dallas wins. Agreed. Oh, and one at New Orleans week two. Man, they always struggle in this game. Always. Tampa. I mean, Brady's record against New Orleans with the Saints is bad. I think it's one and three straight up. I'll say Tampa wins, but I don't like it. Okay. I'll say two, one and one home for Green Bay. Just lost Aaron. Just had Aaron Rodgers win the, the golf tournament for him. Yeah. Tampa wins. Whoa. Tampa beats him. Because then Green Bay will get him in the playoffs. Okay. Two and one. I'll go two and one. Kansas City at home. Damn, this is a hard start. Kansas City wins that game. Two and I would two. agree. Two and two start here for the Bucks. Home for Atlanta. Win. Correct. At Pittsburgh. By the way, did Dubsy come on the show yesterday and say Atlanta season wins is going to go over? Yes, he did. Seven. Fly over. I'm just over. Fly over. I have Fly it way over. Under. I have it way under. He isn't flying way over. I have a three win. I have a three and fourteen season for temp for, for Atlanta. I love Dubsy, but man, we're gonna have to talk. <laughs> he wanted to pick Atlanta season wins over. Yep. All right. I got three. For Atlanta? No. For oh. for for Tampa. Sorry. Okay, yeah. So, so three wins. Atlanta. At Pittsburgh. Tampa plays at Pittsburgh? Yep. Tampa wins. Yeah, I'll give you that. So depending, I mean, it's in October, right? Uh October 16th. Yep. Yeah, it's not too bad yet. They win. Tampa wins. I got four. At Carolina. Five wins. I have four. You have five. Home for Baltimore. Tough, tough game. Yep. Prime time Thursday night football. Prime video. Thursday night game? Uh huh. At home against Baltimore. Short week after the Carolina Pittsburgh trips. I get Baltimore shot. I think Baltimore wins that game. I do too. I think Baltimore wins that game. Home for the Rams. Home for the Rams. Rematch. The schedule is a gauntlet. Um, I mean, the home games are hard. You get my point Uh, on the under. I'll say win. That's tough. Six. I'll, yeah. But, and then Seattle, that game being played uh, overseas in London against Seattle. Win. I agree. Tampa does get the buy after the trip to Europe. The only one so far I've seen the NFL give this to. So they can talk about Tom Brady bias, 45 year old quarterback getting a chance to get a bye week after a trip to London, but their first 10 games at Dallas, at new Orleans, home for green Bay, home for Kansas city, home for Atlanta at Pittsburgh, at Carolina, home for the Ravens, home for the Rams, Europe to Seattle. That is not easy. Hell no. I mean, that could be six and four, a hundred percent. Right. And so, I mean, let, I, let's, seven, so I have seven six, I have six and four. Okay. I think that's what they're going to be. Six and four heading yeah. to the bye at Cleveland after the bye loss. Wow. That was fast. Why do you say that? What is that? Late November. Correct. It's not going to be conducive to what they do. Who is the quarterback for Cleveland? Oh, hell, I have no idea what's going on with that. That sounds like he may be gone the whole year. And he should be gone for the whole year, yeah. Yeah, I don't Watson, know. I, I think I think this is going to be Baker Mayfield's team again for the whole year. Oh, boy. 
So you like Cleveland to win the game with Baker Mayfield. Yep. Woo, baby, run the ball. Can they run the ball? That would be my question. If, if Cleveland can run the ball, they can Pound. win the game. All right. I'll ride with you on that. Factors into my under. New Orleans at home. Win. At San Francisco. Loss. Right. Home for the Bengals. Another hard home game. Holy shit. Um, wow. Home against Bengals. That's a tough game. I'll say win. Okay. But you're not going to be nine, but that could lose. Yep. I have eight at Arizona in December on Christmas day. Damn, bro. Um, wow. Loss. Carolina, Atlanta on the road. Last two. Win, win. Agreed. 10 wins. I have I'm 10. 11. And I have 10. And I'm going under 10. And I'm, I'm under 11 and a half. Man, there's a bet right now on FanDuel to win 10 plus regular season games. Right. Tampa is minus 480. The favorite. To huh. win 10 plus games. What's the no? There is no no. See, I hate the one way market. I hate it. I just I can't stand that. That mark, I just that drives me nuts. They did it all on the match yesterday. There was no no's. Everything was yes. I hate the one way market. Can I put up a yes? Can I put up a no? Regular season wins eleven and a half. Mm-hmm. Under but well minus one ten. I have to. I mean that's that sounds like if everything really goes well, they win twelve games. Like it has to go really well to go 12 and five. Brady is doing so many things, non-football related. It's incredible to me. Like he's hitting that point. He's hitting that stage where every Patriot fan knew he would eventually. He was always leaning towards it, but there's nobody watching the hen house anymore with this. Brady can just go do whatever the hell he wants. Play golf, get OTAs, retire, unretire. A lot of off the field questions, a lot of issues offensively. Offensive line is going to be good. Defense, I mean, they're bringing in Akeem Hicks. Uh, I mean, that secondary, I think, can still be exploited. I don't really love that defense for Tampa. I know everyone's like, it's Rodgers and Brady, and the NFC sucks. Okay, I, I, I concur with that, but they're playing so many good AFC teams. Hell yeah, they got they got a tough schedule, uh, really tough schedule. In the first ten games. You, you, you mean you play on the road, Dallas and New Orleans. Brady's a losing record in New Orleans at Dallas out of the gate. is going to be really tough on Sunday night. And then your first two home games are Green Bay and Kansas City. I mean, like, what if Brady gets hurt? It's over. That's it. Pack it up. I mean, he pack it misses in. two games. He misses. I think he misses any games this if year it, that it's going under. Right. You need him playing 17 games this year at 45 years of age. Tampa went all in and Gronk hasn't made him. Look, if Gronk comes and plays, I may go, okay, there's a little bit of an interesting thing, but like no Antonio Brown, no, uh, no Gronk. You've got injuries to the wide receiver core. I mean, yeah, look out. That's all I got to say is that Tampa Bay yep. team. Like, look, that schedule is absolutely rough and the public's going to bet it over. Maybe just wait, let the public bet the over and then come and take the under before the year starts. But, they said that it. game is in Germany against uh, the chat said the okay. game's in Germany. So there we go. thanks Zach the hat for, for letting us know that that's not even a bargain. I thought no. that game was at home. 
No, no, no. I knew it was a European trip. I didn't know it was which, which, you know, that's the one game we talked about. The one game that they're sending Brady to Germany. <laughs> the game in the Arizona Raiders game or, or the Arizona, there's one game in Mexico City, there's one game in Germany, and there's three in London. It's five games overseas. I think, again, just looking in that schedule for the first time and hearing it, an ideal, everything breaks right. Brady plays all 17 games. They go 12 and 5. Otherwise, 11 or less. That's an under. I would agree. Sport uh, Folks watching on Sports Grid, thank you so much for oh. watching us. We'll say goodbye to you guys. If you're on YouTube and Twitter, don't move. We're not going anywhere. We're staying on live at Boston versus the book to follow the Twitter, uh, follow the show, and to watch the show. If you're ever going to want to watch the show live, YouTube for props, YouTube as well. For Sports Grid, folks, we'll see you guys tomorrow here for another episode on the Friday for the Bostonian versus the book. Okay. Uh, let's get into the props.com story of the day. Yes, and this is a prop bet that's our prop bet article for tonight's game one on the NBA finals. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm interested. How do you feel without knowing how these games go? Like, what do you, do you stay, do you tend to want to stay away from the prop market or do you think that there's some softer numbers in game one? I hate the prop market in general. Okay. I have no, I don't look to play these things at all. I think they're so random. Um, there's spots where, yes, you can play them, but hell no. Beginning of the series, less for sure than the, later in the series. I mean, I'd like to find things like, you know, that hockey one where the three best guys on the ice right. score two-plus goals in a series. You know, I reached out to somebody. I said, how does this lose other than a sweep where one of them gets hurt? And they said it doesn't. I'm like, right, exactly. Okay. Well, let me throw this at you because this is something that Jim Barnes brings up with the Boston Celtics, which you and I have talked about a lot here on the show about Boston's offense. Boston, the reason why they're so good after a loss is because they get the same shots the next game, except they hit the shots that they missed the game prior. Right. Boston to make more threes tonight than the Warriors. Celtics have made more threes in 10 of their 14 games in the postseason against the Bucks and the Heat with one tie. And we've got a Boston team that's going to be heavily oriented on the perimeter. The Mavericks made more threes than the Warriors in every game of their series. And the Grizzlies hit more threes than three of the six games, one tie between the two. Boston is plus 105 to shoot more threes, hit more threes tonight than the Warriors. Like it? Wait, what's the bet to make more or shoot more? Which team hits more threes tonight? Made threes. Minus one thirty-five on the Warriors, plus one hundred five on the Celtics. Well, you like the Warriors in a game, you should like them to hit more threes. No, their path no. to victory hits more threes. No, I think this is a. I think Boston is going to take away the three-point shot tonight. Oh. I'm not betting the side for that reason because I, I can't make up my mind. I can talk myself into both Boston winning game one and Boston losing game one big. Huh. I think Boston has more three-point shooters. They're going to take more threes. They're, I think the cutting to the rim is going to be a they major more factor. More three-point shooters than Steph, Clay. And- yeah. Boston's offense is, is – if you look at the way Boston plays – yeah, because Marcus Smart chucks threes too. Well, not just that. I mean, Grant Williams has shot has had a twenty three point game in this postseason for Boston. We know that 
We know that Darren White comes out and shoots five threes a game. We know that Al Horford will shoot three or four threes a game. Tatum and Brown are going to shoot probably combined 15 threes tonight. Pritchard, all Pritchard does is shoot threes coming off the bench. Right. Wow. It's an interesting bet. I don't know which side I would take in that right now. Okay. I like that's Boston a, at plus 105 on that. That's a fair number. That's a fair number because I think you can talk yourself into both sides of that. If you like Golden State to win the game, them to shoot more threes. It's interesting. All right, time for the bet prep prop of the day. It was rained out yesterday with Reed Detmers not getting that start. So we go to the game game one of the finals tonight. Uh, Betprep.com. Detmers is starting today. What was the prop yesterday? Strikeouts under four and a half. Against the Yankees. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He has Detmers pitched a a, a no hitter this year with with, with two Ks. I know. Pitches the contact. That's crazy. He does. So, so was, was, what was the K prop yesterday? Do you remember? Under four and a half four and, and a minus, half? minus 125 or something Against like that. Against the Yankees. Mm. Wow. All right. Maybe I'll mention that today on the MLB Network. Different team. The play was on the under? Yes, the play was on the under for yesterday. Okay. See where see where he goes tonight. But uh, the bet prep prop of the day today is Grant Williams over three and a half rebounds. Caesars FanDuel minus 120. Williams has gone over four rebounds in 13 of 18 games in the playoffs, averaging 4.3, eight of his last 10 with his team as a dog in six of the last seven games on the road. And if Robert Williams does not play tonight, there is a possibility. I think he will, but there's a possibility played 15 minutes of game seven on the, uh, against the heat could be still sore. If Williams and time Lords out grant Williams has grabbed five, six and five in the last three games without Robert Williams in the lineup. Over three and a half has been a pretty easy bet without Time Lord. Wow. Like Williams over three and a half tonight. First impression would be yes. Mm-hmm. I like it. You? Yes, I like it. In particular, if they if Williams doesn't play tonight, that means Boston's playing for game two. And I'm cool with that. If if, if they want to say that, hey, we're gonna Time Lord sit down, get healthy, let's go after game two. If we win game one, that's butter, but we need game two. We don't need game one. And so that's what I'm watching. Marcus Mart's off the injury report. He's good. Williams is still questionable. That would be a very big game time decision. But so maybe you wait to find out whether Williams is, if Time Lord plays, if he's out, Williams over three and a half rebounds, I think should be definite play. Huh. He may start. Okay. So that's Texas where I would... just beat UCLA in game one of this women's college wow. world series. Look how hot so Texas now, is. They're red they have hot. To go through, they have to go through the loser's bracket. That's such a big – it's so hard when you lose that first one. It's It's been done. The team that has lost their first game has gotten to the final, which will then be a three-game series. But, man, that, that really sets up well for Texas. Now, the winner of this game plays the winner of Oklahoma Northwestern. Ooh. So you might see a Red River shootout. Oklahoma Texas matchup in the next game. Be fun. Wow. What did Texas do? In Texas lost, I'm assuming, every game to OU this year, right? Uh yeah, I think they because OU has two losses on the year. I think both yeah. were both were in the non-conference, right? No, I believe one. I think one was Oklahoma State. Oh, okay. 
I think. I have to go back to their schedule. I think they lost one conference game, but that okay. was it. Yeah. Uh, time now for bet it or book it being brought to you by Fliff. Go to getfliff.com. If it's legal in your state, they'll give you 25 bucks just for registering at Fliff. No deposit necessary. Free 25 bucks. Go ahead and bet as you play, as you will wish at Fliff, getfliff.com, the social sports book. We start in the NHL, Colorado, Edmonton, over seven, minus 135. Got this. <laughs> what the hell am I going to do right now? Say book it? Are you nuts? I don't have to book these things anymore. We're betting this. We're betting this until it loses, and then we might bet it double when it loses and bet it again. We did it in Edmonton, Calgary. Went four out of five. There's going to be a game. It doesn't happen. It's right. One. <laughs> One. Not tonight. I don't. I don't think it's tonight. I, I think what has to change. Nothing. It's, the goaltending problem for Colorado is 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 my number one <laughs> handicapping on this. It's just yes. you can't. I, I you're not going to slow down the Oilers, and so if you know that, you have to open up yourself. And I don't I don't trust Mike Smith to do anything. So like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like it just right. seems to be an absolute wild, crazy game. I I I don't think you can get involved with it at all. Yeah, but D- Dave, you said that you've never seen. In over seven in the NHL playoffs, like at this time point, I mean, does, doesn't that uh, spark your interest a little bit? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it does. It doesn't fare only because we're seeing something different, and I think the ability to adapt is very important, both in betting and when you you know working in a book, you got to go listen. I know it's never happened before. I'm telling you, it's happening right now. I'm watching it happen every night. Um. So yeah, there's there's gonna be guys and there's gonna be books and be like, oh yeah, let them bet, let them bet over seven. You know, they're getting the juice tonight. Last game they didn't get the juice. Mm-mm. You know, they were giving plus money on over. Mm-hmm. So now books are going okay. Now they'll lay. You know, and you're laying one thirty five. I mean, yeah, total. you said it was it was even seven seven and a half at Westgate and whatnot. West- like. Right. Yeah. I don't know though, man. Like you guys have echoed this before. NHL playoffs bet the under, and that's that's what's given me pause here. Because not in this series, this is yeah. not going to be an under series. This is goaltending problems with offensive firepower everywhere. I I just I I could be wrong, but I'd be stunned. And and that's where we go to the second bet because. I think the Oilers are live to win the game, and I think the backup problem for backup goalie problem for Colorado, Oilers over team total three and a half tonight. Was plus one ten last night, Dave. Wow. Betting it or booking this. Betting that too, right? I think all three. I think over seven. Win or lose, I think we get four. Probably. I mean, I need I need four from Edmonton to win the game. I don't know if I need four from Edmonton to go over though. Just given Mike Smith. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. I think I think Edmonton. I mean, they got six last game and lost by two. Right. Insane. <laughs> Puck line still covered. Right. So I think they get four, right? Yeah, I do Games, too. The game feels like it's a minimum 4-3. Right. That's that's, that's, my, that's, that's the projection of either way. That's the most common score at seven. That's why the total seven. Right. Oilers win. Oilers over three and a half. Total pushes. You know, two zero in one night. If Oilers win four three, if it goes that way, if they lose but get four, that means it's five four or right. higher. So then you're two and one. There you go. 
So, right. I mean, it's a winning, it's a winning night either way. I, I agree. I mean, it's, do you like the Oilers? I didn't include it on this, but how do you feel about the Oilers money line? Oh, they're live. I mean, but like, I, I would rather take them not to win the cup again, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to add positions, maybe Edmonton in seven or Edmonton in six or things like that. As far as individual games, they, because I, I love the in-game betting, the, the pregame betting for sides has has diminished for me. Right. Because I can I can take my shot right here or right there. Or I mean, like I'm I'm watching these games, baseball games, I'm betting the inning. I'm not betting the pregame. You know, I'm mm. hockey games, I'm betting the period sometimes, mm. not even betting the game. Um, or I'm taking two and a half when they're down two nothing. Because I think they're going to come back. You know, it was just two power play goals and, and things like that. Yes, Edmonton is live to win a game. I don't I don't know. Again, these series don't start until the until the road team wins a game. Looked like it started to me last game, and now we got a backup goalie. Oilers are live. Agreed. I bet this last night. I should have waited, but I still like it. Under 212 and a half. Celtics Warriors, you can get 215 potentially before this game begins. You're on your own with this one. Yep. I'm 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 I'll I'll book this one. Um I I thought it was light. My number was like closer to 215, you know, when I was asked. And so I understand why. And you, Raheem, was great today talking about defense, defense, defense. I think we'll see unders in games. I don't think we'll see it tonight. Okay. Let's just put it that way. So, I mean, would it surprise me if it goes under? No, not at all. But I feel like we're going to get at least 215 points, and that's over 212, so I'll book it. Yeah, I think it's a 105-100 type of game. And I, I think Wow. Yeah, I, I think people are over at, I think Boston's going to take the air out of the ball. I don't, I don't think Boston's interested in keeping the crowd in it. I think Boston doesn't, I think Boston knows defensively that the Warriors are a very good team, but Miami was the team that they wanted to go more up-tempo with to get them out of the half-court defense. I'm not yeah. sure that Boston's that afraid of the half-court set. So I don't think they're going to want to push tempo. They're going to be comfortable running their stuff, getting their guys open, getting open looks, get tamed to the foul line. And again, it comes down to the referees. We talked about with Raheem Palmer from the ringer earlier. If they're calling fouls like crazy tonight, I'm in trouble. Like that's just right. Unders in deep trouble. I need the referees to just let Boston be physical. And if they do, that's how Boston wins game one. If they, if Boston can be physically dominant and these guys don't, and the referees stay out of the way. What are the chances of that? That's Hopefully a high, but they're not. It's not. It's coin first, first game of the series. I don't know. Like they're gonna let them play. Sometimes they do, and they ratchet. No, they, sometimes they do. Sometimes it's one, it's, they do. Either they do it early, they call everything early, and they nothing late, or they call nothing early and they call everything late. Correct. So we'll see what direction the game goes. I need the I need the series to be calling nothing for this game. <laughs> let right. Marcus Smart beat the living crap out of Steph Curry. Good luck with that. <laughs> it's the NBA. I know but that's, but I'm bet, but I bet it. And I bet it this way. Steph Curry under 27 and a half points tonight. Betting or booking Steph Curry under 27 and a half. Who's covering smarts going to cover. Mm-hmm. 
There are 85 players in the last five years who have guarded Steph Curry. Third worst shooting percentage for Steph Curry is when he's being guarded by Marcus Smart. He hits 29% of the shots. I'll go under. I'll go with you. Convinced. I'll go under. It's going to be I close. He's going to he pass. Put up a 15 tonight. Okay. I mean, I don't know. He ain't putting up a 15. He's getting 20. Okay. It might be 22. That's fine. It might be 25. It's still under. Watch for the grabbing. Watch for what Marcus Smart does coming off of curls and screens. Oh. And if Curry's whining to the refs early, it's a beautiful thing. Correct. I want him crying, crying. I want him tears. I want him running to the referees after every play. Hands up, throwing the mouthpiece. I want a frustrated Steph Curry tonight. And this thing goes under. Right. And finally, over four and a half rebounds. You could have gotten three and a half heavily juiced, minus 150. I said, screw it. I'm going over four and a half. Wow. Marcus, Marcus Smart over four and a half rebounds as being the primary defender for Steph Curry, meaning wow. he gets long rebounds that will fall back to him tonight. Actively defensively, I get plus 120 on Marcus Smart over four and a half rebounds. Booking that. I'm booking that. You 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 overstepped your boundaries there, sir. I like what okay. you did. I like what you did. Go get that plus and moving that number up. Just so you know, Marcus Smart has had four or more rebounds in his last uh in, in every game he has played in the month of May. Nice work. So the only I could get he could go to four and I could lose. Right. And three and a half would cash. Right. But he had nine, four, five, four, nine, seven, five, four. Nice. Okay. And I just said, I'll take the plus money rather than go and lay the minus 150 with the books had it. I took the over four and a half. See what you did. Again, you may have overstepped your boundary, but you <laughs> may win. That's good. You should do that. Rather than so, lay the juice. I like anytime you can save the juice, save the juice. Right. And get a jump and get a W. That'll save be, the juice. That'll what be a joke. That, that that'll funny. be a joke for a different day. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll have we'll have that joke. That joke will be explained. That will be a a, a, a conversation. Sometimes it's it, exactly what I, you said it, and I went, that will be a conversation that we will have in a couple of weeks about why that joke and why we're laughing at that joke. So that's, yes, there's definitely a story to be told about the, on, on, on that. That was great. Favorite thing about today is what? Oh, I'm still recovering from a full day yesterday with, all, with uh, middle consent Kelsey's high school graduation. It was great. It was a long day. Uh, and then we had a, we had a little trip to to work for Jessica last night in the middle of the night. Something came up. We had oh. to show show up, run down to her office at one thirty in the morning. Whoa! <laughs> so I was like, "You're not going down there by yourself. I'll go with you." I slept on the drive down, ran in the office with her, slept on the ride home. I was so tired. But today, the best thing is the softball. Um, you know, we'll be on. I'm going on MLB Network in two hours. It'll be on if you guys are up around watch it the pregame spread show we're doing that today with them and then we're doing the car wash i'll be on with irizari uh i'm better's eye after that Ooh, today's all today this is all today oh my god yeah. Yeah. hit me bang bang Oof. bang or just kill Get it the all tea ready man your voice is going to be shot on sports good tonight yeah and then we got sports good and we got hockey we got nba finals and I'll probably still be watching the softball game <laughs> later like it's it's insane what's going on right now 
But yeah, for the house, I know, you know, the oldest is in her room right now watching, getting ready to watch Oklahoma because you don't get a chance to see. I mean, we do. We watch a lot of it. But if you take take a minute and watch this scene in Oklahoma City and what these women have been able to do and grow this game, it's big. And there's, you know, it doesn't have to always be about the betting, but boy, Betting on it is fun. <laughs> we did pretty good in the Olympics. I hey, winning tickets are winning tickets. It's fine. Winning tickets are winning tickets. It's another oh. sport. I, mean, I, don't, I don't care what it is. Cashing a ticket is cashing a ticket. Oklahoma so. State later. So Two, minus two forty in Oklahoma State. You can take that in a parlay if you want to put that into a parlay play if you if your book offers it. So there you go. Uh, for me, it, the the hat and the shirt both are are my favorite things about today. So I have my team back in the NBA Finals for the first time in ten years. So I'm very very <laughs> excited about watching the Celtics tonight. I have, uh, I'm gonna do my full my 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 typical spread of wings and cheese plates and wine and drinks and getting it all ready to go. To wine for the NBA Finals? Yeah, of course. A little whiskey too at, at times, depending <laughs> if they lose or win, however we're going to go. Old fashioned will be there. I, I'll mix and match. So I've got all of that. Well, hold um, on. Do you, do you drink the whiskey if you win or if you lose? <laughs> depending upon which whiskey gets drank. So if I lose the McCallum and it go, I go to the scotch if I'm losing. If I got to drown my sorrows and I want a quick fix, a two finger of scotch and I'm forgotten about everything so <laughs> get get rid of get rid of all my issues if we win then we're probably breaking out some of the higher end whiskey and having some fun and enjoying with that so it does set my mood up a little bit with that but like the sipping so i don't get too inebriated before i gotta record the podcast at night i do tend to jump into the wine a bit and let my keep myself a little bit more uh, on the sane and sober side before I got to get really after it. So, uh, but I'm so, I'm, I'm so excited for tonight and I'm wearing this shirt because one, it, it is, it's, it's a big week. It's pride month. This shirt's really cool, but I had an awesome conversation with somebody yesterday on uh, DM about this show and about the way you and I talk and about the way that we are open to all opinions and everyone is welcome to be a part of the brigade and be a part of this show. Oh, yeah. And it was a compliment. It was um, a female who wanted to come in and say, hey, I just want to tell you guys, I don't know how many women are watching, but she is someone who loves sports betting and was complimentary to you and complimentary to me about coming in and saying that as a lesbian who loved sports, that she oftentimes will go on shows and she feels like no one's talking to her and she's not being educated and she's being talked over because it's just, hey, guys, guys, guys. And it was, it's, I, I just, it's a great reminder that we have a wide number of people who love this stuff and enjoy this stuff and just kind of reset my brain of like, just because we have one image of what a gambler is, you know, 50 year old dude, white guy, whatever, that that actually is not the case. And there are thousands and really millions of people who love this stuff who are from different smaller sections of communities. And I love the fact that they, that that she would reach out to me and say, Hey, I want to thank you and Dave for what you guys do and how I feel welcome being part of this. And she, I don't, she didn't post in the live chat, she said, but uh, it's very, very cool when I see stories like that with from people who are, man, if she starts posting in the live chat, she'll, she'll have a nickname and she'll be, <laughs> yeah. she'll be boss. That would be tremendous if she wants yeah. to do that, but that's awesome. I'm glad to hear it because we've always done that. Yeah. You and I have always, this is not, this is, this is, you can't just make a lot of this stuff up. Like, I don't know what people are doing and throwing shows together and stuff. This is who we are. Right. So, I mean, between your experience and living as a northerner down south and, you know, 
a, a career in radio and me sitting in books watching people that look like they don't have two nickels to rub together come up and bet 50000 on a game <laughs> and watching people that have money bet $5 on a game and everything right. in between. You don't judge anybody. But, I mean, I lived in Curacao for almost two years. I learned a lot about life living there, too. Yeah. Everybody's got an opinion. And they're all, whether if, I mean, like betting, again, we've talked about it. It doesn't matter how much you're betting and what you look like and what you're wearing and who you are. You're betting your opinion. People need, you know, it's worth listening to. Now, you may disagree. And I think, I think, and again, I'm not patting ourselves on the back, but we can listen to dissenting opinions every day. Oh, yeah. We do all the time. Oh, yeah. We welcome, I mean, I welcome it. I like That's the dissenting it. opinion because it at least makes me, it puts me in check of like, what did I know? Exactly. What did I, what did I miss? Oh, that's interesting. You you think that way? Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe I maybe I misread something, or maybe I missed something. And I, I mean, I think a dissenting opinion is a huge benefit. I want to hear those things. In fact, I love it when I get. I told this story before, but I prefer. I hate when people say, "I love your pick." I hate that. I rather <laughs> I rather they say, "I hate your pick." That makes me feel better. It's the worst. Somebody comes in and is like, "Oh, I'm 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 hammering that." I'm like, "Oh shit, that's that's, that's not like well, I'm in trouble." Like that's we're straight all up. the like, same. Definitely. We're all the same. It's sickening. Yep. It's so bad. I don't like it. I'd rather you come up and be like, "You're a fucking idiot." Awesome. Like that's great. Cool. Tell me I'm an idiot, and then tomorrow cool. morning we we'll have a conversation. Why. Yeah. Tell me why, please, right. so that I can remember. Right. And I'll give you credit if you're right, a hundred percent. That's the other thing. I think we're, you know. I don't claim to know anything. I say nobody knows shit every day. Like, if you win, I'll give you complete credit. But if you lose, don't forget where it came from. Like, you, you don't be afraid to give someone, elevate someone else. Right. Because it, it changes really fast. Ask the people who had the Dodgers the last three days. <laughs> Got their asses handed to them. So... We will be back tomorrow for a roll call Friday. Get here oh. early brigade. We'll run through everything. <sighs> We've got a couple of things cooking, guys, that are where we need to get dots and things going. But we got a couple of really interesting things, including what could be, if it comes together now, but what could be the first ever BVB it's meetup. It's the brigade meetup could be happening at the end of this month. There may be a chance to come and hang out uh, to be a part of our first ever event. Uh, where listeners can come and be a part of it here in Vegas. Before Bring the, 4th, the sunscreen, boys! For the 4th of July weekend. So, like, we, we we may be throwing our first ever big bash heading into the long weekend for the summer. So, uh, we've gotten good responses. We've got some good momentums and positive things happening for it. Full details will come up a little bit later on, but it's been a, it's been a really fun week with a lot of really cool things that have happened and a lot of really cool things that are coming together. So stay tuned. We should have some big news coming in the next couple of weeks. Our, our show is for you guys, uh, which could lead you to potentially wanting to come to Vegas at some point during the month maybe. of June. So just maybe. So he is Dave. I am Matt. We're back tomorrow for the Roll Call Friday edition of the Bostonian versus the Book.